Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. you've been looking for. It's a journey that will take you to heights you've always dreamed about. Hang on tight to my neighbor, Totoro. They're furry. They're cuddly. They're huge. And they're loud. And most of all, they're lovable. And there was a little one. And one this big. And a great big one. But to grown-ups, you don't believe me. They're invisible. <laughs> Enter a beautiful new world of enchantment, <laughs> where your house turns out to be a magical playground, <laughs> and your neighbor is a magical Totoro. <laughs> it's the fantasy that's bigger than your imagination. Never forget your ride on the 12-legged cat bus. Wasn't an umbrella he took with him, Daddy's? It's the roller coaster thrill of a lifetime. <laughs> You'll laugh with Totoro. <laughs> You'll cry with Totoro. Best of all, you'll fly with Totoro. Since the time you were small, you've dreamed of adventures this tall. The new classic children's storybook flies to life on the screen. From world-renowned master animation director Hayao Miyazaki. An animated adventure for children of all ages. My neighbor, Totoro. Tokuma Shoten production from 50th Street Chroma Films. You'll never forget the cat bus. Is that the quote? I'm Sebastian. Hey! And I'm Alex. <laughs> That's wonderful. I've always wanted to have a haunted house. I'm Jordan. <laughs> so did you even introduce yourself? I forget. Yeah, probably. <laughs> this is Sebastian. I don't know. I definitely did. Um, I was being the sister calling May. No, I know. Yeah. It was terrifying. Okay. Good. Um, welcome to our review of... My neighbor Totoro. Um, that's how you say that. I did it. Um, da, 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 da. And welcome to a new year of second take. Second take. 
That's exciting, isn't it? Yes, it is. So well, Andrew's well, not well. here because he has he, betrayed the clan, but yeah. also he'll be back in like a couple of weeks. Um, mm. How are we all going? Yeah, well, I'm, I'm here this time. We did have Alex. We have a special guest, Alex, gracing us with his <laughs> presence. <laughs> yeah. Look, when you make it on a day that I can come to recording, I'll come to recording. <laughs> it is It is. It is unfortunately tough to, to get us all in the room at once. But when we do, it's like a crossover episode, isn't it? It really is. Yeah. All right, my neighbor Totoro. Why are we doing this? Wait, my neighbor Totoro. Your neighbor Totoro. Yeah, good. But why? <laughs> why neighbor Totoro? There um, we go. Isn't it because you're going to Japan and you wanted everything to be like Japanese? Yeah, for the first I've month gone full kawaii <laughs> since my <laughs> since my trip to um, the land of the rising sun. Are you going to be one of those Harajuku girls? Yeah, they're going to try and stop me. I'm going to come back full full geisha. Um, oh, is that a thing? Can guys can I can can Western guys just do that? I mean, you can try. So you can do whatever you like. It's 2019, nearly 2020. Well, if you want to be a geisha girl, Seb, you can be a geisha girl. Mm, well, by the time this actually comes out, it's officially 2020. This is our first episode of the year. Um, we're recording a little bit early because, yeah, like Alex said, I'll be away for the first couple of weeks because I will be. Um, as as a, as a person from a colon, uh, from a colonized nation, I'll be going to another nation, attempting to colonize them. Um, uh-huh. You know, just sharing the love, Classic. British colony style. Um, and I'm actually going to the Studio Ghibli Museum, and I will solve once and for all the mystery of is it Ghibli or Ghibli? And G-G-G-Hibli. I Ghibli. Um, I did see an interview with Miyazaki where he was calling it Ghibli. But who, what does he know? He's just the man that created it. <laughs> I don't trust his word as far as I could throw him. That's exactly it. But apparently there, there's no, um the GH in, oh God, is it Hiragana? What's the what's the English character one? Uh, Katakana, Hiragana, and there's a third one. Who knows? I don't know. I've done no research for my holiday. <laughs> English? English. The English characters. <laughs> so they use the English characters for the words rather than the, Kanji characters. Kanji was the other word I wanted. Look at this guy. Look at him. He Kanji, did Kanji, Katakana, and Hiragana. Hiragana. Yeah, I don't know which one's which, but Kanji is the the one of the actual like Japanese scripts. That one I know for sure. It's probably Hiragana. Hiragana, because it didn't have it didn't have an H in it, so are it's you, a G, not a J. Oh, are you sure? No, not even a little. <laughs> I've never been more unsure of anything in my life. If they wanted a J sound, use a J. I think they do use J's in other places. Yeah, but like Japan. Yeah, but well, actually, they don't. They don't call it Japan. Japan. No, <laughs> it's um. Is it Nihon? Is that is that sound vaguely familiar to anyone here? That's a place in Japan. Yeah, I think I think that is Japan. Oh, I is think it? they call it that, oh. but everywhere else calls it Japan. Just like Germany calls itself Deutschland, but we call them Germany. I don't get why that's a thing. Just call um, them their name, right? I'm, yeah. I, right? <laughs> like, oh, my parents called me Sebastian, but and I call myself Sebastian, but you, anyone else that's not <laughs> not from my clan must must call me a different name. That seems silly. Yeah, I mean, okay, but that's in English. Do German people say Japan the way we say Japan, or is it Japan but in German? I mean, there'd be an, ac- there'd be an accent on it, which is... 
you, this is talking, I'll walk you into my problem that I'm having. So I, I've got a little list of short phrases in Japan, in, sorry, in Japanese for the my trip there, okay. just so I can get by. But which dialect though? Is it? Um, they're written <laughs> in English characters so I can pronounce them. Oh, the yes. Hirajami? Um My problem is I can't say them without putting on what I feel to be a horribly racist accent. It can be a challenge. Yeah. <laughs> just the same problem. Just like I am trying to say a French word with any other accent except for a snooty French accent. It's, <laughs> you can do it, but it's hard. It takes like, you have to think about it. Okay. Baguette. Forget. <laughs> um, Freaking Inglourious, Inglourious Bastards. <laughs> when he's like, Bongiorno. Bongiorno. <laughs> oh, Look, but it's doable. It, I mean, you do you, boo. Yeah. <laughs> yep. You'll see me on the news as public enemy number one arrested. Do, do your best. <laughs> Trust me. From my experience, there's much worse white people visiting the country than you well, at all times. That feels like a feels like a little bit of a challenge has been laid out for me. It absolutely is not. It's great. Certainly is. Well, um, from my understanding of going to the the Ghibli Museum, you're not allowed to take photos while you're in there. But insane. How that. will I get Instagram clout yes. if I cannot take photographs? That's exactly my issue. And also yeah. I feel like we're covering some of the movies. I'd like to sneak a few pictures for the show. Yeah, there's cross get- promotion here, Ghibli. Don't you know our audience is much wider than yours? <laughs> You're missing out here. That's yeah. true. We are effectively the Studio Ghibli of Australian uh, movie podcasts. I've been saying it for years, actually. <laughs> I remember. Yeah. Never been on mic before, but this time it is. <laughs> yeah, no, finally I'm letting it out to the public. But I mean, you've known for, since day oh, one. Day one. Yeah. Now- as for the films that we are covering in the Ghibli franchise, it's only doing, we're only doing four of them. We've got a lot of stuff to hit this um, year, actually, a lot of franchises. Still got to add Ghostbusters to that schedule as well, because the new. Yeah. We don't uh, have to. Are you kidding? <laughs> we, are, we have to. We don't. Well, we're gonna. Have to. We're gonna. So we're doing, yeah, My Neighbor Totoro, obviously, today. Welcome. Um, next week, we're doing Princess Mononoke. Uh, the week after that, we are doing Spirited Away, and then Howl's Moving Castle. And then we move into something that's not Japanese. And I want to say it's Birds of Prey. Top of my head, really? I'm pretty sure it's- um, already coming out soon. I've mixed a couple of the intros and I've done four Ghibli ones and Birds of Prey, which tells me that it's probably coming up on the schedule, but that may have just been me mm. inspired to mix a Harley Quinn one for some reason. Uh, Who could blame you? Yeah, anyone. Anyone could blame me. <laughs> anyone will blame you. Yeah. <laughs> so have you guys seen this before? No. I, I think I've seen had. parts of it, I think. Yeah. As it turns out, my girlfriend really likes Studio Ghibli. Mm. And so I'd seen bits and pieces of all of them before, but never actually watched one all the way through until yesterday when I watched this. Oh, so wait, so even for, you haven't seen Print, I'm Spirited Away or Mononoke or no. anything? Oh, wow. So you're deep ending it. That's the same Very boat that Andrew's so. in too. He's not touched any of them. Yeah, I've never been like massively into like anime. Like I love Japan and Japanese culture, but like anime for some reason is just kind of, passed me by mm. i've watched like a few like shows and stuff like that but never really dived into like the movies and things of that nature yeah look no one's perfect so. <laughs> well i've never seen this one this one was fresh for me which is funny so all three of us coming in effectively yeah. you know novices to the totoro one i've definitely seen totoro well around. he's the mascot of mm. studio ghibli yeah which yeah. is and oh makes sense because this was their first film wasn't it i think so this is nine this is 88 it came in i'd have to double check to see if it was exactly miyazaki's first um and the studio, well, but it was yeah. definitely the earliest one that we're covering. Yeah. Um, but yeah, apart from being their logo, I mean, I worked at a place called Game Traders for a few years, which is, I don't know, kind of like a hot topic, I guess, for the States, but more more like a, between a hot topic and a, what's the gaming store they're called? 
Like we have EBs in Australia. They have GameStop. GameStop, yeah. I mix like a hot topic and a GameStop together, and that's the story used to work out. And whenever we got anything Totoro in, all the little weebs would come out. And they fucking love that stuff, <laughs> which is fine, I, I guess. Like, but I was like, I was always like, I don't know what this big koala thing is. <laughs> like, but y'all seem to like it, so that's okay. Yeah, it was kind of like a big koala. It's a koala with Pikachu ears, but it's koala colored. Yeah, because it's got little pointy rabbit sort of things. It's weird, yeah. man. I've got some weird things I want to talk about in this mess. What exactly is a Totoro? Well, a, a rain spirit is or something. Translation-wise, in this film, so I watched the English dub for this one. Yeah, me too. Um, because I didn't go full weeb and um, did the English dub. And in the Japanese dub, however, um, the name Totoro comes because the little girl was it, was it was May the little girl. I forget which one was which. Yeah. Yeah. She is mispronouncing the word troll in Japanese, which is like troll or something similar to that. Um, but she, she mispronounces it and names him Totoro because she's trying to say troll, which they sound similar in That's the English version. Nice. He doesn't look like a troll at all. But maybe he is a troll. I don't know how trolls work in Japan. Oh, we're just assuming that it's a he. Just he had I a apologize. parasol. That doesn't back up my statement at all. And that, that, that also, are you, saying, are you saying men can't use umbrellas? <laughs> Um, yeah, <laughs> but yeah, I don't know if he's actually meant to be a troll or not. But that was where that name came from. Okay. I don't know. It's um, he's just a big rabbit. He's just a big angry Snorlax rabbit. Yeah, and there's two other ones too, right? And they're smaller, but they're the same. I don't know. These the, the bus is a cat. I don't know what's going the, on. That was the one of the weirdest fucking parts in the movie. <laughs> for me. I did not see that coming. The cat bus. The, the cat bus. I. Literally, I said to Jess, like, I, I was a little boy and I had been stranded and lost for days and my sister came to save me in a cat bus. I'd be like, oh, I'll walk. You know, <laughs> like that's weird. And it's kind of scary looking, right? Like this yeah. movie has some really weird visuals. I mean- That it did. But they weren't scared of it. I was scared of it though, because it was a cat bus. And also I will say the cat bus doing what it does in this film, this came out in 88. So this is very much in front of the night bus from the second Harry Potter. And it kind oh, of fulfills yeah. a lot of the same tasks that the night bus does. Yeah. Big invisible bus speeds across the countryside. Can't be seen by anyone that's not Ooh, magical. JK Rowling. Well, like JK Stoling. That's not a word. Stole. Stoling. Yeah. Yeah. But um, it works. Um, so yeah, that was interesting. But that's apart from that, I didn't really read too much on that. I mean, I was watching a bit of a, a fan video at the time that they think that this movie was kind of a parable for this um, series of child murders that happened. Mm, I was reading about that. But I don't have too much information on that one. If you do, Jordan, please. I do indeed. Child murders. There were no murders. Well. Not in the film. Yeah. But the idea of the little girl going missing and stuff played into a couple of actual events that happened. And there's a couple of like on-screen cues that we wouldn't have seen because they were in Japanese and stuff. And yeah, some sort of so, very similar to a real situation that did happen, except someone was... But Jordan got Yeah, so it was in... Um, I was pulling up, I was reading the article like on my way here. Um, so it was something that happened in Sayama in Japan. Um, so there was a 16-year-old girl was like kidnapped, raped and murdered on her way home from school in Sayama. This was in 1963 on May the 1st. And so... It's weird. There's not, there's like a few little initial clues. Like, um, where is it? The girl's names, um, like Satsuke is Japanese for May, which is 
the month where the attack took place. Mm. Um, what's the other one? Um, the other one's just called May. Yeah. Because <laughs> <Exactly>. why not? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then um, there's a scene where like it's like a shop or something. Um, it's called like Sayama Tea. It's like in Japanese characters though, so you wouldn't be able to read it, suggesting that the movie takes place in Sayama. And obviously there's like this whole idea that like Totoro is like the angel of death, like sort of visual, visual like visible only to the dead. Huh. And, and the so, cab passes the Grim Reaper. Yeah. <laughs> literally taking them to the away grave, to, to the, the gravesite. Yeah. And oh, um, yeah. then again, with like the uh, suit sprite things in the movie, apparently in like Japanese folklore, those like appear before your death. Interesting. Yeah. They are in Spirited Away as well. They oh, return. really? And Top of my head, they might be in Howl's Moving Castle. I know there's a fire sprite in the in Howl's, but the soot gremlin things, whatever the hell they are, they're in um, Spirited Away. Yeah, there you go. Look, um, just give me a plain old lemon sprite. <laughs> <laughs> I will say, um, more for Jordan's sake, because he hasn't seen any of them, but you have seen a couple of them, have you, Alex? I've definitely seen all of them now, but... <laughs> oh, no, I meant Spirited Away yeah. as well, yeah. Um, yeah, a lot of these Miyazaki films really delve so much into like just Japanese folklore. Mm. Um, some of them don't as well, but for the, all the ones that we're covering do cover like these little like footnotes and all throughout like their um, fake history, I'll right. call it. <laughs> Is that fair? Can you call can you call folklore fake history? I don't mean to say it like, like that's just, fine. I don't mean to say it in like a disrespectful way, but I mean- I mean, I'm, why not? I'm gonna say, I already said I can't back down. <laughs> I did it. Well, everything else that you've said on this podcast, that's not that bad. If anything, I'm paying a compliment. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, so the actual film itself, uh, people seem to like it, I guess. I'm going to steal Andrew's little shtick here. It's quite well rated on IMDb. Um, I think it's like an 8.4, 5, 6, something high. Yeah. They're all, um, all pretty uh, pretty well beloved, I'd say. 8.2. It was yeah. none of the numbers I said. There you go. I sussed it out on um, Rotten Tomatoes. It's got 95%, uh, 94% actually for both audience and critics. As in so match. Bang on, yeah. <laughs> That's so good. I was concerned going into this re- review because I, when I mixed together the intro, you heard that terrible Totoro theme song that played before we got here. Totoro, yeah. Totoro. That was my first introduction to this film, like properly. <laughs> that wasn't just a still image of Totoro himself. And I thought I had fucked up. <laughs> I thought, oh, dang it, Seb, you've put a- What have I done? You've put a, just a direct like kids movie on the list. <laughs> yeah. But all the other ones I had seen, like we'll talk about it next week, but Mononoke- okay. Quite adult in themes, quite violent, spiritual. Very different from this movie, which was jarring because I watched them back to back. I was like, <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. And Spirited Away, not as adult as Mononoke, but it's it's a lot more than this is. How's Moving Castles, I'd say even a little bit less, but they're still definitely pegged towards that older audience. And then that fucking theme song played. <laughs> I, was, I, I thought Andrew would strangle me to death. <laughs> <laughs> Because it was this is the one that I came in being unsure about. But it's quite happy and the yeah. ending is quite happy. Yeah. Yes. It's definitely a movie that like you can put on for kids. Yeah. Yeah. Which is nice. And sure. they won't know all the terrible, you know, murders that it's about. <laughs> I mean, if you had never told me that the things about the murders, I would not have ever thought. Well, now you got to think about that forever, I guess, right? That's in. You can't. I'm, I'm not gonna. <laughs> you can't enjoy this film without thinking that Totoro is going to murder those children. No, I can. <laughs> I'm pretty I'm sure good. the impression is that they're already dead. Yes, but instead of saving them, he murders them again. Is that right? Sure. Yeah. We can, we can make up our own story. So speaking but of the mother, 
yeah, I was going to say, speaking of the story, well, I mean, we'll, we'll start from the top, I guess, right? Yeah. So Seems as good a place as any. So I'm going to be bad with the kids' names. One of them's called May and one of them's called Japanese May. Yeah, Su- Sasuke. Sasuke. Um, they're moving into a brand new house. I say it's an old house, but a new house with their father. Their mother's in hospital with some abstract illness. Let's just say- Unknown illness. Anime cancer. <laughs> and yeah. yep. Um, so she's very sick, but she's kind of getting on the mend. And the story's sort of building up to the idea that she might be able to return and rejoin the family. Um, they get into the house and the father- Oh, the kids, you know, start seeing things straight off the bat. And the dad's like, oh, cool. We have a haunted house. That's awesome. Love it. Doesn't bat an eye. Doesn't think his kids are being crazy or having an imagination or anything. He's just like, yep, ghosts are real. Welcome to Japan. Here we go. (laughs) More parents should be like the father. (laughs) He was great, wasn't he? He was. That was one of the comments we made while watching the film itself. Like this dad is just so open, accepting. like- um, Good parenting. Just just all around good parenting. (laughs) What are you doing? (laughs) 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 (laughs)
old looking books. I can believe that. Yeah. But I just like, yeah, the part that in, if this was like a, like a Western thing, it would have been the exact part where the dad would have gone like crazy and yelled at the kids and all that. But it was just so downplayed. This film, apart from one moment, oh, sorry, kind of two moments towards the end, did not want to kind of be sad at all. It just wanted to be kind of upbeat and kind of let's go on an adventure the entire way through. Yeah. Why not? So after they find Totoro, the mum gets sick again, right? Yeah, she's like meant to be coming home and then she gets a bit more anime sick than she was a few days prior. Yeah. And now she can't come anime home anymore. So May <laughs> goes gets really upset. And she I, I think we're meant to believe that she's she wants to go like to the hospital to see her mum. Because she just oh no, she takes a wrong turn. She was trying to follow Japanese May and got lost. Satsuki. That's right. Satsuki, yes. Because they get a telegram from the hospital saying their mum's sick or something. So the father's got to call the hospital to find out what's going on and then and then he's meant to call yeah. back their kids to say what's going on but they never once on the phone say where they are or what their <laughs> number is and i i think the film that wasn't meant to be like a like an issue star 10 hash dude i guess is that a thing I japanese, japanese star 10 that. <laughs> um yeah so the both girls go to you know find out what's going on little one gets lost and then the older one has to then find Totoro to uh, get some help to find her sister. Missing a bit. Are we? <laughs> the Satsuki goes into the house, makes the phone call, May gets lost, then finds her sister and the boy walking back to the grandmother. And um, then they get back there and she's still holding the corn that the grandmother had. I, I don't know what the, the... The corn was meant to help get... The mother better yeah, or something. Some kind of a magic healing corn. Yeah, magic anime corn. Um, this movie made so, so much sense while I'm watching it and now it's making less sense. <laughs> but May is upset because Satsuki tells her to grow up because she doesn't understand. That's when she That's runs it. away yep. to try and go to the hospital with the magic corn to make her mum better. Right. Okay. Yes. And somewhere in between this... Or before this... Totoro grew a giant tree for them. Yes, that did happen. Yes, that also happened. (laughs) Um, But the tree was gone the next day. And also it was raining one night and the daughters went to the bus stop to wait for their dad with an umbrella and Totoro came along, stole the umbrella and got on a cat bus. Yes, creating the... um, The iconic image of them standing at the bus stop with the umbrella and stuff. That... When we go through this beat by beat, it just sounds like a fever dream. It does, doesn't it? (laughs) Kind of, it could have been. But if you think about it, it's it could be the mother's fever dream. Like, oh shit, my my children are there with my husband who is not looking after them. One (laughs) did he was doing a good job. I think he was definitely being a a working dad. Yes, yes, he was. if you haven't seen this film, I will say, for the record, it does, when you're watching it, feel like it makes a lot more sense than what we're probably making it sound like it does because it is just a series of almost random events, just one after the mm. other one. And it's only really when the mum plot comes into effect that we actually get like a proper narrative going yeah. through it yeah. because it is sort of like a mini, not a montage, but a mini, like, you know, compilation of events before that. Just of It does feel that way because ultimately the plot is like very thin. There's not a lot of it there. It's just a bunch of fantasy-like things happening with this rabbit person thing. Yeah. And also the mum is sick. 
Totoro. The scene where he makes the giant tree. Yes. I kind of have a problem with it. <laughs> it's fucking weird. Yep. When he gets the umbrella and he has this weird fuck off smile and starts spinning and just floats into the air. It's weird. It doesn't... It. Well, they jump on the little spinning top thing that Yeah, floats. and it just, like, visually, it just looks strange. Yeah. Especially the fuck-off face he's pulling. That's it's like the, the face... That's the face that the Totoro species make when they're horny. <laughs> I was about to say, it's the face of a sexual predator. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's it's weird. Um, but yeah, so... He, they're, they're trying to plant some little crops. He turns into a massive tree. And then the next morning, there's just some sprouts. And I'm like, yeah. you were meant to be like, oh, cool. They're growing quite quickly. But comparatively, when they were a massive tree the night before and now they are just sprouts, it kind of feels like a downgrade. I mean, I think, I think the magic tree growing is just meant to sort of symbolize that growth is happening. And yeah, this is what it could be one day. Maybe because there's a bit when the dad's like they cut to the dad doing his like, you know, archaeology research or he whatever you want to call. it. Doesn't notice that there's a massive fuck off tree in his yard. Yeah, so maybe there wasn't. Like maybe, yeah. maybe you know, you zoom out and Totoro is just sitting around with like a hashish pipe with the, <laughs> the two <laughs> and they're just blitzed. I think was like, wow, that would be cool. <laughs> oh, the designs of the characters. I want to talk about it a little bit. Mainly that the little girl looked like a bulldog. <laughs> she had a big square head. She did. She did, yeah. It was very, un- she was very unusually designed compared to everyone else in the film. I felt everyone else kind of looked real, like realistically proportioned. But this girl was like literally 60% head. Big old box head. Yeah. And but that's what four-year-olds are. Also grumpy all the time. Like you take a shot every time she's got a frowny face on and you are done. Oh yeah. It's an hour and a half and you're done. It's not even that boxy. Look at that. I don't respect the use of that image. I don't acknowledge you. I recall it being far more square. Yeah. Do you guys remember? I mean, probably not you, Alex, but uh, do you know Snubble, the Pokemon? The pink bulldog one? I think it was like the second gen. If you know what a Snubble looks like, you've met this little girl. She's just (laughs) that, but human. Um, All right, so. um, Satsuki goes to find her sister with the aid of Totoro. Totoro puts her onto the um, the cat bus. Oh, apparently when they're on, she's on the cat bus and like the where the bus is going flips over a couple of times. Mm. I think the second last one before it hits like May or whatever. It's like Path to the Grave or something, That's isn't it? it yeah. yeah. So another little hint that it could be a little bit of a parable about them all being dead. How do you feel, Alex? Uh-huh. The cat bus was going to take her to the pathway to the dead. But then he took could her to be. May instead. <laughs> yeah. And then to the hospital. That's kind of the pathway to the dead. Yeah. Yeah. Hospitals oh, are exiting. Yeah. This got deep, guys. I don't think we're ready for this. Um, all right. He rescues May. No, he finds May. She's at a bunch of statues. Right? Was she? Wasn't yeah. she like at a bunch of like big prayer statues with corn? And then he, they, they take, she gets in the cat bus from there and they go drop the corn by the mum and then they go home and then the mum sees the corn and the film ends. <laughs> Yeah, well, she's got her corn now. What what else is there to do? That's it. She's got a Japanese healing corn. Yeah. Then the film just ends. The, the mum doesn't even come home, does she? It just well, ends. If you watch the credits, it's... That's right. They are hugging and like, stuff in the credits, aren't yeah, they? Yeah. There's like sort of scenes that yeah. are just like illustrations, but yeah. yeah. It kind of plays out that the mum comes home and everything's tickety-boo. Tickety-boo? <laughs> tickety-boo. But that's pretty much it. 
Like, I have an issue. Sorry. Okay, please. I'm yeah. looking at this, the the art on the IMDb, mm. and the classic picture of Satsuki standing next to Totoro at the bus stop. Where the fuck is May? Oh, she is, she doesn't is, exist, dude. She was dead the whole time. And Satsuki's hair was never in pigtails. Was it not? Not in that no. scene. She got where, short hair. But she came from school. Oh, I can see the picture. Oh, that is different. Yeah. Also, her head's more square. I think she ate her sister <laughs> and took on some of her traits. Wait, what? And she wasn't. I. I, I look. I don't I'm think not, anyone I'm actually knows. You're not happy about that one picture? No, well, there's several of them. I will be sure to give your complaints uh, directly to Miyazaki yeah, when I visit you. him in Japan. I want to see Mr. Miyazaki right now. <laughs> see, that's what it's meant to be. That's also terrible. It is. That's a terrible picture. It looks like they're taking some little squat shit. That's no, <laughs> when he he like jumped and stomped on the ground to get all the rain droplets from the tree to fall on his umbrella that he would love the sound of. Oh. Remember that part? Yeah, it's, it's uh, all weird. Wholesome. Yeah, it's <laughs> it is a really nice time. I was surprised. So I actually watched it in two parts because I went to go watch it one night when I was home. Started a bit late and got about half an hour in. The scene where Satsuki was making a bunch of like dinner. So you got to watch the part that has doesn't need to be there and nothing happens. Yep. <laughs> and I started falling asleep. Not because it was boring me, but I was just, it was here that time of the night where I just couldn't keep awake. So I stopped it there and then watched it all the next morning when I woke up. And I remember being quite, like watching the first half and I was like, this is actually quite engaging and enjoyable. I was really getting into it. Yeah, because you're like the whole time, like not much is happening, but you're like, but what is going to happen? Yeah. yeah. And like I said, just visually showing the little dust mite, sprite, soot, whatever the hell they are things, exploring the house in general. I liked the grandmother character, even just setting up like the, the neighbor boy that won't talk to her as well. There was a couple of like just interesting little droplets here and there that I was like, cool, where's this going to go? <laughs> and yeah. I knew obviously it was going to go to Totoro. Like, yeah. yeah, I knew that was going to happen. It's in the name. Yeah, it's in the name, it's in the logo, it's everywhere. It was just kind of working out, you know, in regards to it, where's this actually going to go? And it's it was fine. I expected something a bit more dark, kind of, once we got into the film, because I had seen like Spirited Away, yeah. where it does have that sort of dark twist. This feels like, this whole film comparatively feels like the first act of something like Spirited Away, yeah. where you're just waiting for that pin to drop. Like, I thought the mum was going to die at some point oh, and like that would be the turn. And that didn't happen. Like this, it really toyed with these ideas, but it just never took that exciting adult level plunge, which not necessarily a criticism. Yes, a parent dying is rather exciting, isn't it, Said Just something, you know, like I was- Give me some juicy death. Legit <laughs> thrilled. I thought that May was going to die. I thought that that was her shoe and I was really excited for her to die from the idea- of, what's that um, bridge to, is it bridge Terabithia. to Terabithia? Is that the one with the, yeah, have you guys seen that that's one? That's a thing. I haven't seen it. But well, something just, there's a shoe drop moment in that film where it turns from like a fun little kids film to, oh my God. Am I thinking of the right film? Okay. I know that bridge to Terabithia is a movie. I've not seen it. I can't comment on the plot. Okay. Likewise. I can, I've, if spoilers are, if no one cares, I'm happy to go spoilers. I'm, off, no, off you, you go. I'm in there looking you two in the eyes. If anyone else listening doesn't want to hear it, that's on them. Um, yeah, there's this boy that's playing with this girl, like their neighbors and stuff. And they, they keep playing in like the woods and stuff. And then one day his dad comes and tells him that the girl had had an accident while playing over this like little bridge area with like a tire swing. And they found her dead. She had drowned. 
and the film goes from like this film that's like these two kids just playing the entire time to suddenly in the third act one of the characters is just dead off screen you're just dealing with this little boy who's grieving for the rest of the movie and he's like him lovely when they were doing all like their play stuff it would like it was live action but like you'd see like goblins and stuff and have like this fantasy sort of storyline between them all and it was about him not accepting the reality that she actually died and trying to go back there and see her as part of like their imagined play and stuff but her not being there because she was dead. So the film gets like fucking dark. And I was mm. hoping wow. that May would die when it got to that point of this film and then it would take a turn. And it didn't, which is not a bad thing, but I I just, I, I thought this film would sneak like a, a gut punch into itself. Yeah. And it really, it just didn't. That's fine. Yeah. Still I pretty. Mean, <laughs> yeah, it was. Like animation I had no issues with. And considering how old mm. is it now? So yeah. 1988 is when it came out and it still yeah. looked good. That's what I was thinking the whole time watching it. I was like, this is a really like quite an old movie and I guess it does look a little bit dated, but the animation style is just so nice that like you don't even notice it. Yeah. 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 Very nice to watch. Yeah, they do have a really nice aesthetic. But like even if you compare it to say an older Disney film like Snow White, I think there's shit oh, yeah. on that. But then oh, Snow White's like from both, the 50s, yeah. isn't it? No, it's not right. It's really, really, really old though, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, oh. this is a movie show. I've got the internet. I can just find out how old Snow White was. But 60s maybe? <laughs> maybe. I, I For some reason, I think it was really, really... Oh, 37. Oh, Jesus. And okay, this, this is rightfully okay. shit's on that then. <laughs> this yeah. is an unfair comparison. Yeah. You got me. <laughs> what did come out in the 80s though? Who framed Roger Rabbit, <laughs> which is also fucking good looking for what it is. I mean, but still, this is all animation. So. Yeah, this cheats. This <laughs> classic, yeah. classic Miyazaki. Um, all right. Well, did you guys want to move along to final verdicts then, or is there any any scenes you want to talk about in particular? I think we've kind of. I think going through it beat by beat, kind of you hit everything. So. I've got yeah. no extra the, comments at this point. The, the, I have issues with the cat bus. Yeah, it's weird. Yeah, look, it's it's just a strange concept. Yeah, there's definitely. Like, I think if you read into that far enough, there's some sort of weird meaning behind it. I just don't know what yeah, it is, but I'm sure it's there. You're probably right, but like, a cat has four legs. And this cat has twelve legs. Yeah, twelve. Ridiculous. Something more than four. And do you reckon it gets extra lives that way? Are cats' lives in any I way associated with their legs? I they're based on the number of legs you have. Uh, okay. Nine lives, four legs, I guess. There's math there. <laughs> Somewhere. Um, Vague, terrifying maths. Maybe. Was it, were any other characters? We had the three Totoro creatures, the cat bus, no other, and the soot and things. The sprites. Is there any other? There was no other like fantasy, fantasy characters, were there? No, just the neighbor boy. The grandma. I like the grandma. I thought that was a, that was was a nice, nice character. Yeah. yeah. And another one, no, she's another archetype we're going to see, especially in um, in Spirited Away. Yes. Um, but we get the, the, oh, we get very similar. We get a, yeah. a good version and a bad version of that same sort of grandmotherly character. You, you're, and in Howl's. I can't remember anything about Howl's except for Christian Bale voices Howl. That's all I can remember. Really? Yeah, he did the um, English stuff. Um, yeah, he saw Spirited Away and was like super in love and was like, oh, I want to do anything. And then he got cast as the lead and he's like, oh, this is better than I thought. <laughs> <laughs> That's interesting. Alrighty, we'll well, forward to that now. I mean, as for this film, uh, we would normally plan to be cutting to a, a bit of a bit of a verdict theme song here, but it's still in the workshop. So, Alex? Verdictus. That's it. Oh, okay. 
<laughs> It'll be just as good as that. <laughs> just picture that, but like with um, like the Khazad Doom from Lord of the Rings, like choir sound. That that's what it's going to be in. Al, your man Alex Smith. If it's not like that, then I'm very disappointed. <laughs> he he received a very clear pitch of what we needed, and it's not that. I will tell you now. Well, I was not. Uh, uh, I am disappointed. <laughs> Why would I ever pitch that? <laughs> because you're thinking of me when no, yeah, not even a not, little bit. Not, like not even when shopping of- for your birthday present. Do <laughs> I think of you? <laughs> I'm like, what will make me yeah, look good? Look- <laughs> That's why I haven't received one in a while, but that, that's okay. <laughs> you're, you're, oh, you're gonna be blown away in 2020 with your birthday present. Oh, it's gonna be glasses. Isn't it's it? gonna be glasses. <laughs> oh, if they're not your prescription, they're mine. Because yeah. <laughs> like I said, I'm thinking about me. Because you have a 2020 vision, fucker. Yep, that's me. Yeah, you don't. Fucker. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, yep. Verdict. Da 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 da. Hey. No. Uh, yes. <laughs> gotcha. Uh, yeah, I watched this again. It, it was sweet. Like. Um, good message like stick together and you can get through anything sort of like moral to it yeah it was nice it was sweet yeah Jordan and, and, yeah, oh, sorry, and, sorry and not too long like an hour and a half, half so yeah. like you could watch this like four times and you'd be okay if <laughs> <laughs> you have six hours to spare yeah sure. see I thought it was a bit long like I feel like this didn't need to be a feature I feel like it could have been a short, short film because yeah. you've got like that first half hour where really nothing happens like none of it's particularly important but like once you get to like the last sort of you know 30-40 minutes it's really good but you've still got that first you know 40-50 minutes where nothing's really happening but other no, than that I, I liked it it was like nice and you know endearing little charming little movie about you know imagination and the importance of family and all that sort of thing. I liked it. Yeah. Ooh, exciting. Yeah, I mean, I definitely recommend this one. Um, this is the kind of film I'll be happy to show, you know, one day my children. Like it's mm. it's good. It plays really well for kids. It does have tiny dark moments in it, like with the missing child storyline, but it doesn't go too far into it that I'd be worried about showing children it. Mm. Next week's film, that's a discussion, you know, that's a bit of a different one. But for this one, it was just, it was nice. It was emotionally intelligent. The plot itself was very simple. It's the kind of thing you can put on for young people without insulting their intelligence by, yeah. you know, here's just a bunch of flashing colors and go with it. Like it tells an actual proper story. And it was, yeah, it looks it was beautiful, honestly. Like just yeah. visually, it looked great. I'm, yeah. But that's, I'm going to be saying that for the next three weeks after this. this. These films have a fantastic visual style to them. Yeah, they definitely do. Yeah, and... I've, I watch, a, you know, the occasional bit of, you know, anime here and there. Not not that much. And for me, the visual styles from one show to another one, they can be very different. And a lot of them I actually don't like. Uh, a lot of the more experimental stuff. Like when we did the Animatrix, for example, there's a lot of art styles there that I yeah. just like, I just don't, it's not for me. Um, these films though, thankfully, have such a approachable style. That it's very easy to jump on board with them, even just from a visual standpoint. Alrighty, well... Next week, we are doing Princess Mononoke, the preachy environment one with it's wolves <laughs> and um, and swords and princesses and, and a two-hour runtime. Boars. Yes, and boars. And, oh, God, we'll talk about the boars. Oh. And, and, the, <laughs> and the apes. The grumpy apes. Perfect. <gasps> Grapes. So, go yep. on. Um, socials. <laughs> you get to be Andrew today because I'm looking at you. <laughs> Um, if you live in the past, you can go to our Instagram and it has things on it. What's What does Andrew do? 
Oh, future Twitter. No? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Second take. Second take podcast. At second take TNC. There you go. That's the one. Yeah, I'm helping. <laughs> Facebook. And, yeah, there we go. <laughs> Facebook. <laughs> Fuck off, you know this. Second take. Dot com. Slash dot, second. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> I don't know. I haven't fucking done this in a while. <laughs> Just go to the site. Search our name. We're the yellow guys. And if you search us and a purple one comes up, that's the, oh, I don't know if it's going to be out by this week or not, but that's a soon to be, if not just released, a Second Take Gaming podcast Ooh. done by some friends of the show alongside us. So you might find two. Give them a like. Come on, do it. Why not? That's it. And then we also have an Instagram, I believe, which is Second Take Podcast. It was last posted on on the 7th of July. <laughs> Was it, so yogurt? was it so, yogurt? No, that oh. was just before. That was in April. <laughs> oh, man. We're very active on our Twitter and our Facebook. But look, it's, <laughs> it's yogurt and it says, you will know why soon. What was the reveal? Oh, what what was the variety. last post? We Did that a, reveal it? No, we had a variety hour episode on yogurt. That was it. Oh, oh. The reveal was the 45 minute episode in which we debated there being more than three kinds of yogurt. <laughs> Which there aren't. There and are more than three kinds. There's, there's not. There's Greek. There's non-Greek. <laughs> there's chocolate. That's not a type of yogurt. Chocolate yogurt's a thing. Flavored. Yeah, but it's not like Greek chocolate yogurt. It's chocolate yogurt. <laughs> I'll fucking do this again. And then there's um, Denmarkian yogurt. Icelandic. That's the one. <laughs> Which is the skier. Yes, that's the one. Um, You're welcome, internet. Jump onto our website, uh, secondtakepodcast.com. Three years of content. Give it a whirl. Um, Four, isn't it? We're moving. This is our fourth year, I think. God, my life is weird. Yeah. Um, <laughs> We've been doing it for a while. It has been, Just yeah. Listen. Um, you can send us an email, secondtakepodcast at gmail.com. And if you'd like to support the show, we do have a Patreon. Just patreon.com slash take. So we'll be back next week with Princess Mononoke. And that's Mononoke, right? I'm going to try that every week with whatever movie's coming up next and it's never going to work that well. I hate you. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.